0: When you hear that song, one, you got to go to what I call the one-anothers in the Bible. And I'm going to show you what the one-anothers are. In um, and, and, and the process, I want to show you this. In, in the process of doing that, one of my life goals, and one of the things that really God used in my life to kind of i don't want to get mystical on you here but to lead me into ministry was the whole thing of i i love the bible and i love i love showing people how relevant the bible is the Bible's relevant it's incredibly relevant it's always interesting to me a little side note and i know i've said this before um it's always interesting to me that when you have uh, pastors who, who um, empty churches and so forth, the, the, oftentimes the hierarchy or whomever will, will say, well, you know, he needs to be, he's too smart. I've never been accused of that. Um, <laughs> it, it, he's too smart, and he needs to be in the seminary or Bible college teaching other pastors. And I'm always like, what, to be boring? Is that the deal? Anyway, the Bible is not boring. Preachers sometimes and teachers are boring, but the Bible's not. It's relevant. And, and one of the things I want to show you today when we talk about this whole thing of one love and one life and so forth, it is so relevant on that because I want to, I want to give you that as we talk about these, this life with a one another worldview, life with a one another worldview. Let me, let me begin by giving you some words um, that are the opposite of life with an one another worldview, words like cantankerous, isn't that a great word? You, know, you don't hear that much. Anymore. You just hear somebody's. You know, he's this or that. He's cantankerous. Um, how about this one? Difficult. That person's difficult. That person's obstinate. That person's grouchy. There's a just good old practical word for you. Or They're, they're just. They, they're, they're just like. Uh, I, they, they seem like they just. It's just isolation. They're just um, isolated. Um, and a really bad word: lonely, loneliness. What I'm going to show you today, just straight out of the Bible, if you practice the things I'm going to show you, it's really one thing. Life with a one another. You can't say it too fast. Life with a one another worldview. If you just practice this, these are words that are not going to... These are. Let me, let me be more precise. These are concepts that won't be a part of your life. If you practice this one thing, this life with a one another worldview... There's no room for being cantankerous. There's no word for no no room for being difficult or obstinate or grouchy or isolated or or lonely, because you'll be too busy with other things. I want to show you that. All right, now let me just. By the way, I got to. I just have to do this. And I'm, keep in mind, I did this. Um, this is going to be a, pretty much a different message, but I did these same verses, ten, twenty five, oh eight. Now think about that. That was October of last year. Think about what was going on in October of last year. You remember that uh, that thing we call the presidential race? Remember that? You know, Obama and um, McCain. That's it. Forgot his name. Isn't that funny? You know, the guy runs for president, gets four hundred million votes. You know, forty nine percent, forty eight percent of the country. You forget his name. Um, I, I use this line. I'm going to read it. I, I, I gave this line. This was such a great line. And nobody laughed. <laughs> nobody laughed. So I'm, 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 I'm preparing you for this, all right? Um, the person who loves and cares about others or who has a one-another worldview has a different attitude. It is said that the person who lives life with some quality relationships is a wealthy person. This message, then, is about sharing the wealth. Boom! <laughs> right Again! You, you, you got to think, people. Just work with me here. All right, work with me. Sharing the wealth, redistribute. Oh, anyway, all right, let's move on. Life with a one another world. You probably don't want to even remember the whole campaign, do you? Um, whatever side you're on. Life with a one another worldview. Wouldn't it be great if our families practiced this worldview we're going to talk about? Wouldn't it be great if you lived it out where you live and where you work and who you play with and, and, and all the other things, just with friends? Wouldn't it be You're going to see that. All right, here we go. All I'm going to do, figuratively speaking, is just pound on this one thing of one another. Life with a one another worldview. I'm just going to pound that point home, all right? I want you to get it, and I want you to, as they say, get it good, okay? So here we go. We're just going to go through a bunch of different passages. Stay with me. I'm going to go fast. John 13, 34, a new command I give you. This is Jesus talking. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Real simple concept. It's actually what that, that song says. One yeah, one another love. It's great. could be a hymn. Maybe it will be someday. Who knows? Um, Romans 12, verse 10, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor. Here you go. Honor one another above yourselves. Every time I read these passages, and I've been reading these verses for a long time, um, they always do something inside of me. They always make me think. They always make me think, you doing that? Honor one another above yourselves. Are you doing that? Think about that. Again in Romans, live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. Don't think you're better than everybody else, or anybody else for that matter. Whoever that might be. I love this one, Romans 14. Now we'll move on down. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Boy, well, there's a good one for the church, isn't it? Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. Don't, don't bring people down. So what does that mean? That means don't bring people down. Don't discourage. You can still deliver a hard message sometimes, but you can do it in a positive way. A lot of people don't know how to do that, and maybe you need some help with that, but it, it's, it's an important issue. Um, stop passing judgment on one another you don't know, you judge and judgment involves reading into someone's heart that's why it's wrong it's 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 thinking well they 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 intend they meant this you don't know what they meant you know you don't now that doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries that doesn't mean that there aren't some things that are right and some things that are wrong there are but you don't judge a person's heart because you don't know and that's an important issue. Here's another one. Later on in Romans, it says in chapter 15, Accept one another just then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another. Some people are harder to accept than others. Some people have characteristics that, frankly, I don't, I don't like. So it's real easy for me not to accept them, isn't it? And yet the Bible tells us, now you, you need to accept. Just and, and, and the standard there is just as Christ accepted me with all my crap sorry, all my stuff um, one of the uh, one of our kids staff they, many of them either go to a PBU, Philadelphia Biblical University or a Nyack College another Christian college in New York and one of them just said to me today hey would you come, I'm, I'm trying to get you to come speak in one of our chapels, this is a PBU they have chapel like three or four times a week I said, sure, let me know. I'll be happy to come down and speak. And they said, would you say crap? Sorry. <laughs> I said, sure, yeah, the pastor says it, okay. Anyway, funny how certain things stick with people, isn't it? Um, here we go, Romans 15. You know, if we accept, God, Christ accepts us, we accept others and all their stuff. Romans 15, I myself am convinced, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, complete in knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. That's for all of us. Sometimes we need to instruct one another. You say, well, that's not in a pharisaical way. It's in in a very humble way. Hey, you know, maybe you ought to try this. Maybe somebody's having trouble in their home. Maybe it's with their kids. Maybe it's just in their own life, their own personal life, whatever. Um, You know, sometimes we all need to do that with, with each other. That's his point here. You see how this doesn't fit? with With the whole thing of being isolated, being lonely, being cantankerous, you know it just you, you can't those things can't be into into your life when you're living a life with this one another worldview here's a good in Romans sixteen Greet one another with a holy kiss, all the churches of Christ send greetings, and you just think, well why did you throw that in that 's a cultural thing. it was a cultural thing, and it was a probably like, like what we see in Europe where you often see you know, a little kiss on each side. First time it ever happened to me, i got to tell you, a guy came up to me, and he was from Europe, and I wasn't really, I was in, uh, in the church where I was before I came here, and I really wasn't, at that point I hadn't been to Europe, I hadn't been really outside the country, and so, the, you know, to have, to be a, a guy like I am, and have a guy come up to you and just start, you know, you're like, what the heck is going on here, you know? <laughs> he was showing affection, that's all. And, 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 that, and that's all he, and, and all, the, the point, the reason I bring this up is because whatever your cultural sign of affection is, whether that be, um, a, a, you know, a kiss or whether that be a hug, whether that be a, a, a handshake or now I, the, the thing I'm very fond of with the pig flu going around and everything, the, uh, well, that's what it is, I mean, they call it the swine flu, call it what it is. Um, I love the, I love the, I love the, the, the whole fist, the fist bang thing, I love that, I love that, you know. Don't worry; you don't have to do that with me afterwards, because I always go wash my hands after each service anyway. But anyway, <laughs> but the, the point here is whatever cultural sign of affection, sometimes that's really an encouraging thing to do, and it might just be a, a you know a, a, sh- a hand on the shoulder. And That's his point here. When you when you live life with a one another world view, you think hey, you know, hey, hang in there, you know, or God bless you, good to see you. It's just a it's just. Whatever that thing happens to be. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 puts it this way. You, you, my brothers, were called to be free. Watch this. But do not use your freedom to indulge a sin, to do whatever the heck you want to do, to indulge a sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Serve one another. Boy, that's a new concept, huh? Let me show you, don't put it up yet. Let me show you Ephesians 4. And I'll show you where I, I can assure you this wasn't written this wasn't written in New Jersey, but it would be helpful here. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another. Here you go again. Bearing with one another in love. Even in the grocery store line. <laughs> Even in the traffic. Bear with one another in love. Well, it's just such a great concept, isn't it? Later on in Ephesians, he says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as God forgave you. If you come here very often, you know that I say that a lot, that that if you're a follower of Christ, you, you, you can't have a problem with forgiving others. You can't. Not if you understand the forgiveness of which you have from Christ. Because nobody can ever sin against you as much as you have and as much as I have against Christ. Nobody can ever do that. That's why, I, I, you know, it might be hard. It might take a while. It might be a process. I might need some therapy to help. But in the end, I, I, I have no choice but to forgive. It, might, it may change things. I mean, I'm not saying, you, you know, you've got to forgive somebody and you've got to go back and loan them money again. I'm not saying that, but you still have to forgive them. You may put up some other boundaries, but you, you have no choice. It's not an option. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Ephesians 5, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That comes, that verse, key verse, comes right before. There's a whole, there's a whole bunch of verses after that on husbands and wives. Husbands, love your wives. It says, wives, submit to your husbands. That verse comes right before that. Somehow it gets left out. Are, we, are wives to submit to husbands? You bet they are. And husbands are to submit to wives. It's an equal thing, honey. What can I do to help? That's uh, that's not a, that's not for husbands. That's not for wives. That's for both, and that's for all of us as we live our lives and with others. How can I? I mean, how, when's, when you ever heard that from? Say, hey, hey, how can I serve? How can I help? It's just a, I mean, you're not going to be cantankerous and difficult and obstinate and grouchy and isolated and lonely when you when you have that going on in your life. You're not going to be. The Bible is just so amazing. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish or warn one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's just just an amazing thing. Help one another. Hebrews chapter 10 let us consider how we may spur one another toward love. And good deeds, random acts of kindness, if you want to call them that. Let us not give up meeting together. That's just, you know, that's not just church. That's meeting with friends and talking about stuff. He says, as some are in the habit of doing let us, let us, but let us encourage one another and all the more. As you see the day approaching, he's speaking there of the day as the day of judgment when Christ will come back. You could easily interpret that also the day that I go to meet Christ. And we don't know when that is. We don't know when that's going to be. You may think you know when it's going to be, but if I've learned anything in my 50-some years of life, I've learned that you just never know. You just never know, and you better be ready, you know? I have a saying I always say on the golf course, particularly when I get, you know, if you play golf, sometimes you're walking and you get a little ahead of somebody, and if he's a really bad golfer, he he might like just uh, knock it off, you know, either shank it or knock it off the heel, and, and, you know, it it could hit you. So I have a thing I always say to when I, if I get ahead of somebody and I'm watching them hit and they're really bad, I don't let them hear me say this, but but uh, I always say to the guy next to me, "We could be with Jesus in about two minutes." You ready? <laughs> and sometimes it's been close, uh, but you never know. You just, you just never know. Uh, that, by the way, that's I've never said that about anybody here. I want you to know that. Never said that about anybody here. <laughs> All right. I may have lied just then, but anyway. uh, (laughs) um, Peter puts it this way. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love, here it is again, love one another deeply from the heart. And then Peter says this, Finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers be compassionate and humble. Life with a one-another worldview. I mean, there it is. You, you live like that, there's not going to be cantankerous in you. There's not going to be difficult in you. There's not going to be obstinate or grouchy or isolated or or lonely because you're going to be too busy about doing these things that, that God has you doing. That, that's an important... That's why it's just it's just amazing. I got, I got two things I want to show you. Then I want to... I want to in a minute, get the band back up here, because I want them to do one more song for us that will just, I think, drive this point home even more. But I, two things I want to do first. Uh, I'm reading, again, the book, Mere Christianity. We're going to be, on uh, one of our Thursday night studies is coming up soon, we're going to be doing that book, uh, reading and talking about that book, uh, Mere Christianity. Amazing book. Not an easy read, but a great read. Uh, C.S. Lewis is amazing, and I'm not telling you that it's something that's always easy, but he, he says this in this book, Mere Christianity. And I've I've used this before, but it's just so good, I've got to use it here. Niceness, wholesome, integrated personality, is an excellent thing. We must try by every medical, educational, economic, and political means in our power to produce a world where as many people as possible grow up nice, just as we must try to produce a world where all have plenty to eat. But we must not suppose that even if we succeeded in making everyone nice that we should have, in his word, saved their souls or brought them to Christ. A world of nice people, content in their own niceness, looking no further, turned away from God, would be just as desperately in need of salvation, his word, or coming to Christ, as a miserable world. And they might even be more difficult to save or to come to Christ. You know, I, I, I hope you're nice. I hope people will say, oh, there's so-and-so, goes a Renaissance church, they're nice. They're really nice. They're nice people that go to that church. I hope that's the case. But I hope it's not just a behavior that's learned. It's got to come from somewhere else. And that's what I want to show you from from, from Ephesians in in the words of the apostle. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. Glory to him and the church and Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Christ can produce that one another worldview in us as we yield to him. Not looking for a behavior. We're looking for character that comes from within and one's relationship with God and Jesus. I'm going to pray and as I do I'm going to ask the band to come up and they're just going to Drive the point home with a great song that just tells us you just persevere. You just walk on. You walk on. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your love, for your grace, for the abilities that you give us, and to produce in us this this one another worldview that we're not capable of doing on our own. We thank you for that, and we thank you for Jesus who came and lived and suffered and died and rose again to give us not only the forgiveness of sins, but the ability to live a life like this. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.